from the first whistle blow till the game is on the line. This is stoppage time. It's your boy, Greg. And it's time. And we are back with another exciting episode of Stoppage Time. Tyler, Greg, what a luck. Well, I know. I know. I was just about to jump in and be like, have you have we have one of the most bizarre Twilight Zone type episodes for you guys this week? What drama? What drama? And there's no kind of drama that you could get than in the Champions League. And, Tyler, and how- I'd- Oddly enough, if you remember uh, some of our episodes last season, it might sound like we're saying the same thing about a couple teams. Uh, yeah. Just, just, just warning you. Yeah, uh, some some things look quite similar. Some things look very bizarre, Tyler. Very bizarre. No, with that being said, let's kick off this episode with Group A of the Champions League. Tyler, who, who are the who are the players in Group A? So who Group A. We have uh, Manchester City, PSG, Club Brugge, and RB Leipzig. Uh, Man City played Leipzig, and Brugge played PSG. Uh, Man City, ooh, what a thumping! What, what a thumping! Uh, defeating uh, RB Leipzig uh, six to three. Uh, I will give Leipzig credit. Uh, and Cuckoo. With the uh, with the hat trick that that seems to be getting lost in that uh, in the in that scoreline, uh, he he played really well and really kept uh, Leipzig in this game. But at any time it looked like Leipzig was going to come back, Man City would add two goals very quickly, and it was just kind of over before the. It was a non-start. It made for a high-scoring game. It was exciting to watch, but I mean, Man Man City never actually really felt out of control in this game, despite giving up three goals. Man City, Man City has a reputation for being overpowering and overbearing. The attack force is notoriously like this. If you don't, if you don't defend, they are going to continue to put goals uh, in the back of the net. And next up, we had Club Brugge versus PSG. PSG not showing a really strong performance, Tyler. What happened to PSG? Where, where was the meltdown? They have, they have three of the most legendary footballers on one team. What happened here, Ty? Well, for, for those of you that didn't watch, the score ended 1-1 in a draw. It's, it's really hard to put your finger on it because PSG did, did have great ball control. Uh, they had uh, 64% of the uh, possession. Only nine shots, uh, four on target with one going in. Brugge, with only 36% possession, made the most of it, 16 shots, seven on target, and, and the one goal. They also had six corner kicks to uh, PSG's two. Um, you know, it's, it's really, really hard to, to tell where, as Greg said, like, PSG really should have run away with this game, and you know, Messi started, Neymar started, Mbappe started, Mbappe did get hurt a uh, mm-hmm. little more than halfway into the game. But I just, I, I don't know, this this team doesn't seem to be on the same page yet. The the only one of their big signings that, that didn't play was um, 
uh, in the back. I'm drawing Sergio Ramos. I don't know why I couldn't think of Ramos. Uh, Ramos is not playing yet, but Hakimi played. Uh, Wijnaldum played. Uh, Messi played. Like I said, Neymar and Mbappe played. Like it's it, it's hard to really put a finger, but I mean, Bruga honestly should have won this game. They they were the better team. I mean, maybe PSG will go back to Paris and 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 stomp them, and this will be kind of an afterthought. It's really hard to tell with this being the first you know first game, uh, but it does give us a uh, a great opportunity to speculate and overreact and uh, start to question this PSG team. Absolutely, and not only that, you have Herrera and uh, Paredes. Paredes and uh, Wijnaldum, they're in the middle playing. They're playing a 4-3-3, which is kind of what I expected with the three on top and Mbappe playing in the middle. Maybe that has to change. Maybe that has to become Neymar back in the middle and, and Kylian Mbappe on the wing. I honestly believe that playing Mbappe in the middle, he is one of the fastest and you, you have suppliers, um, but he could also supply to Neymar. Neymar is very crafty when it comes to his uh, first touch and his off-the-ball offense. Um, we didn't see a lot of that in this game. And Club Brugge just, uh, you know, a, a trend that, um, that we've seen throughout the entire week is that the, these first teams, these uh, top-class, high-status teams have not been playing well when it comes to this first game in the Champions League. And yes, it's very early. They still have five more games to play. But this is not a good look for PSG. Um, being second that they have a tough group regardless you know the you know, going up against man city or uh rb leipzig next is not going to be any easier than going up against club Brugge. this was the game in which you didn't want to go down in they didn't capitalize on the opportunities um as tyler said and and club Brugge just went went away with it you, you even see with when it comes to the passing accuracy it seems that club Brugge they had they have they had almost 300 passes less than um, their count than PSG um, and only 80% pass accuracy with a high number of fouls. They did they did everything that they could to hold themselves into this game and PSG kind of withered away with trying to defend, um, you know, some sort of to, to defend any kind of points that could have been given. Next up, we have Group B, and in Group B, we have uh, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, Porto, and AC Milan. Now, the Atletico Madrid-Porto game, Tyler, ended at a nil-nil draw, a lot of deja vu from last year. Yeah, it's it, as much as, you know, Atletico was expected. I mean, again, week one, um, Atletico probably should have beaten Porto in this game. Um, they had they had the chances they have the talent I'm not sure why uh, what's not translating out there but again Atletico came in with a lot of uh, hope a lot of uh, you know even even if they lost uh, they came in second in the group to Liverpool they were expected to to go far in this tournament and they still might I mean we we were saying this about Real Madrid last year and they made it to the semifinals so Mm -hmm. I mean no, no team is out really right now no. But, um, yeah, d- definitely a disappointing start against the team that, you know, could be sneaky uh, later on. And you will have wanted to get three points on instead of just the one. And then we had uh, 
the marquee matchup from this group, Liverpool versus AC Milan. Liverpool won uh, three to two. Uh, Milan was actually up two to one at halftime and uh, gave up a goal very quickly after the half and then a uh, actual corker of a shot uh, to, to Jordan Henderson and uh, gave Liverpool this game. Good start for Liverpool. Greg, what, what were your thoughts on this game? So my thoughts on this game was that, that Liverpool was playing around with AC Milan a little bit too much. If we look at the possession, if we look at the stats, guys, 23 shots to seven shots, eight shots on target, four shots on target to AC Milan. 62% possession for Liverpool with 545 passes to AC Milan's 353 passes and 86% passing accuracy versus AC Milan's 78% passing accuracy. Just from watching this game, guys, Liverpool was in charge. Let's 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 not get twisted about the scoreline. Scoreline says one thing. They had there was I know I know I know that Tyler's argument is that yeah you know AC Milan was up at the half, but just the body language. There are certain things that we have to watch in sports when it comes to these things. The body language of Liverpool going into the half was a sense of I'm not worried, and they didn't have to be. They weren't worried. They came back out and they played the second half how they played the first half of the first half. The first half of the first half, they were playing around with AC Milan. AC Milan did not touch the ball. There were 15 minutes spits of AC Milan not touching the ball. Liverpool had full control. They dominated that game. Um, just had a momentum shift coming to the end of the first half that um, Rebic and Diaz were able to capitalize on the Liverpool defense. Great passing play, I would say, from AC Milan, a lot of good positive play in the back, but it, it just kind of showed that, that Liverpool was so much more dominant than, than AC that they just, Liverpool did not, Liverpool was in control. That's, that's, that's my takeaway of that game. I wouldn't, if I was a Liverpool fan, I would have been, I wouldn't have been worried going into the half down. That's fair, and we'll we'll see what happens. I know the Liverpool Atletico Madrid uh, will happen in round three of the uh, the games, uh, so we'll get to see uh, those two clubs play. Not this uh, upcoming, but uh, we'll get into that uh, when we preview next week. Uh, but still, a, still looking like a pretty decent group. Uh, it, it was like we were saying with AC Milan, you know, coming in from pot four, they are a dangerous team. Uh, they they definitely do need to get control of some of that possession though uh yes. moving on to moving on to group c we have uh ajax brucio dortmund besiktas and sporting my goodness uh yeah. so uh <laughs> dortmund did uh defeat besiktas two to one this was a great game um with uh i know one of the things besiktas wanted to try to capital on capitalize on is Dortmund's defense, which is not very strong. Um, but uh, they they showed out, got the win. Um, Holland, of course, uh, get ha- had to get a goal, had to uh, continue his uh, impressive Champions League streak of goals. Uh, you know, can't, can't ever count Thor out. And uh, Jude Bellingham had a g- beautiful goal. Uh, he's he's really uh, getting a chance there with Sancho out. 
to to really show what he's worth. Uh, I was never worried about Dortmund's offense. Uh, what about you, Greg? All I have to say is Jude, 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 Jude Bellingham. What an amazing young man! Eighteen years of age, eighteen years old. Tell. He's born. In, he was born in two thousand three. Born in two thousand three. He's younger than the internet, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Oh my goodness! What an amazing young talent! I I was um, I was you I was very surprised. Now there are a couple of young players, you know, dispersed around um, around the world right now that that uh, kept on the wraps. There are a few over at uh, Borussia Dortmund. There's one over at um, at um, Bayern Munich. Um, names not coming to my head at this moment, but this the, the youth. Uh, taking or well, not taking over this game, but like the, the Jude Bellingham is is one of the most crafty midfielders I've seen in a very long time. Very, very talented young man, and has a great relationship with the God of Thunder over there at Borussia Dortmund. That was an exciting game. Besiktas did not play badly at all. Let's put that out there. No, well, they're 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 going to compete, especially uh, as we go into our next game from this group. <laughs> Uh, Ajax versus Sporting, Greg. <laughs> Last week when we uh, previewed this group, we said watch out for Ajax, and uh, boy, you know, the, right. the, uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Sporting, a team that we were like, oh, you know, I know that they were a pot A team, but uh, they 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 might not come out of this group. They really might not like. Uh, I know we said that some teams might not be out, but Sporting's got some work to do. They did lose to Ajax five to one uh, with Sebastian Allaire. Four goals. He dismantled Sporting. <laughs> they had zero answers for him. And I know right now, there's a team in the Premier League that is very upset for letting Sebastian uh, Allaire go, and mm-hmm. that is um, uh, West Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why would you do that? Why would you look at a six-three forward, hundred and eighty-one pounds of pure persistence? I think that that you know this this game would remind me of when they were up, they were up, and when they were down, they were down, and when they were up, they were all the way up, and that is where uh, Ajax is right now in this competition they are in fantastic form with sebastian Lille from the ivory coast doing amazing things well, and like it was... said, well what i was gonna say tyler is that that this guy was the, the pure embodiment of persistence he the, the very first goal very first goal that he scored ricochet off the crossbar and falls into a header to try and get this ball into the net the rest of the goals were, were, were persistent as well, but that, but that was like the precursor of what he is able to do. Four goals in Champions League. Well, we have to go into the history books and see if this has ever been done before. I'm sure it has been, but in recent times, this has not been done. We have not seen a gentleman of this caliber doing something like this for a very long time, even from our, our greats. And Honestly, what, what I was about to say is that it felt like I was playing FIFA. Like it felt like, <laughs> like it, and like the difficulty was on very low. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's how, that's how easy it was for him. I mean, great goals. I don't want to take anything away from him at all. He marvelous game, but it's like one of those things, like I get self-conscious in FIFA. Like if I, if someone gets a hat trick, I'm like, I'm going to sub them out, give someone else a chance to, I was like, this is too much. I'm going to sub them out. <laughs> but uh, oh, Ajax. Ajax didn't the, feel the need. They didn't feel uh, the need. They were like, they we're didn't feel the need. And, and they made a statement. Mm-hmm. They are a team to watch out for. Absolutely. Group D. What a what a treat! What oh, a yeah. delight! Oh my! We have uh, Sheriff Real Madrid, Inter Milan, and Shakhtar Donetsk. First game, Sheriff <laughs> taking down Shakhtar two mm-hmm. to nothing. Not only taking down Shakhtar, coming out of week one, they're leading the group. Yep. This is beautiful. This is why I love the Champions League. And they they beat Shakhtar. Like, Shakhtar yes. had, like, Sheriff looked good. Yes. I, if I were the rest of this group, especially the two teams that played in the next game we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. I would be ready. Yes. And and the thing about this is that, um, I guess what uh, so so this is my only concern with with uh, with with Sheriff, right? Well played game by them. Played a lot of counter attacking football. Shakhtar had seventy five percent possession of the game. They had six hundred sixty five passes versus Sheriff's two hundred twenty eight passes. So a large differential. Passing accuracy for Shakhtar was ninety one percent versus Sheriff's seventy percent, which means that they weren't passing the ball very well. In the middle of the pitch. However, the game of football is not played in passes or possession. It's played in goal scoring and opportunity capitalization. They did have less shots on target overall, which was the 11, but they capitalized on four shots on target, which two went in. That's a 50%, that's 50% success rate on Shakhtar when it comes to shots on target. On Sheriff, my bad. They worked hard throughout this game. I don't know if it is long-term sustainable, especially with a team like Inter that, uh, that they have in this group, and even Real Madrid. Real Madrid is relentless on the ball. We'll see how their defense stands tall against something like that. But it's an exhausting style of football. I did enjoy the, the, the win from Sheriff and, and the shock of them being on top of the group, but it's going to be... It, well, I'll have to see a little bit more from them when it comes to, or before I could get excited and be like, yes, they could go all the way. They, they, the way that they played um, last week seems like they would stay on top of the group um, for the most part. I don't really see anybody taking that over. It's going to be a close group. I think, again, Real Madrid finds themselves in, in these conundrums where they are the luckiest team on the planet. But we'll get to that right now. With Inter Milan versus Real Madrid, Real Madrid winning this game one to nothing. Tyler, what are your thoughts on this game? Man, um, I mean, this is this is another one on paper that looked good, and I mean, it was a pretty uh, pretty competitive game. Madrid had fifty three percent of the possession, uh, twelve shots compared to Inter's eighteen. So they were both firing, uh, coming out shooting. Uh, it was about a wash on corner kicks, four for Inter, five for Madrid. Mm-hmm. You know, it was um, it was a it was a it was a tough game to watch 
I mean, I guess if you're a fan of defensive football, it, it, it was a lot of fun to watch, but the, this isn't a game that uh, would convert non, non-football fans to, to football. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the late goals are always fun. There's always that excitement. Like, oh, no, they finally did it. Uh, yeah. There's always that excitement, uh, and that, that was the case here. There was a goal in the 89th minute. And, and your boy that you highlighted last week, Camavinga, played well uh, oh, in this absolutely. game as well. Uh, was, was, a, was a big reason that that goal happened. Um, but uh, yeah, Re- Real Madrid continue to to kind of squeak through on things. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the so if we look if we look a little bit deeper, the the manager um, Ancelotti is known as a defensive coach, defensive minded coach. So it's no surprise that they held strong on the defense, which is which is good for them in the fact that they lost El Capitan um, earlier this uh, in the beginning of the season. Um, to PSG. So um, good game all in all, but uh, it was quite the snooze fest. On to group E, um, we have my favorite group with my least favorite results. Um, in group E, we have Bayern Munich, Dynamo Kiev, Benfica, and Barcelona. Um, Barcelona sitting down at the bottom of this group. Bayern Munich on top, of course. We could gloss over this game. It was 3 nothing. Uh, Bayern Munich to Barcelona. Barcelona did not play very well. Müller and Lewandowski both scoring on Barcelona. There's not much to talk about except for uh, Memphis. Memphis played, yeah, you know, you know, yeah. I expected more from him in this I, I, game. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't expect much from my team at all, and uh, my expectations were met. Let's just put it that way. That's all I have to say on the match, Tyler. At, at, at least it wasn't eight to two. <laughs> that that would have been uh, that would have been unfortunate. That that would have been very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Um, let's let's get to this Dynamo Kiev Benfica game because uh, the, there is some controversy in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Gre- Greg and I have texted back and forth, and he actually has not given me his full opinion on 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 this call. Great game. It ended 0-0. Um, very, very much could have, and in my opinion, should have been a Dynamo Kiev win. They should have three points instead of one uh, in stoppage time, their goal being called back by an offside. You can't see, but I put it in air quotes. Um, I have watched the replay of the ending of this game, maybe double digit times. I know for a fact that this offside was not the guy that was not the goal scorer. There's no way that they called an off, offside on the goal scorer. So then my, my thought process went, well, did the guy who made the cross in, was he offside when he received the ball? If he was it was by fractions. I don't know how that actually could have been called, but in my opinion, I think that they were robbed. Sorry, I'm actually looking at this right now. I'm looking back at the at the at the call, um, and the, you know I don't have I don't have multiple multiple viewpoints because I'm seeing I'm trying to look at the entire play as it as it persists. As we I didn't get an opportunity to look at it in depth. Um, and there's not there's not a lot of coverage that I could go back in, but from this corner kick, it seems as though 
it seems as though it, it had to come off the 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 cross before because the, the guy who scored the goal was definitely onside. The the person who got passed the ball to fractions, but they I haven't seen a side view. I need to see that side view angle to make sure if he was offside or not. But at the moment, I kind of well, it's, a, it, it's it's a busy it's a busy few seconds of this is where it's at. I'm trying to I'm trying I'm looking at where the line is because <laughs> he's way behind the line. He's way behind the line before the pass is, is given. It feels as though he came up above the line. That's that's my thought process. But I need to see more. I need to see more from from this. This might be something to debate before I could give my solid response on it because the line did not move back enough for me to say well all right well he was onside i thought that he moved up enough to be onside but that may not have been the case because my guy on on the far right wing he was definitely in play he was in play his entire body was there he was ready <laughs> ready to go there was one guy that was offside that they could have called but, it on that was number but seven but he didn't touch the ball he didn't touch the ball at all so so that that could not that couldn't be the call. My only my only thing is that it could have been on the cross from number nineteen to number ten. Sorry guys, I don't have names with me right now, but I'm just watching the replay constantly while we're talking about <laughs> this. So I want to give Tyler it's, my full opinion on it. It's it's very it's debatable. They have they have that's and that's what they have the VAR for, right? But it, it's just it it's. It's hard because, like, I, I, I watched that uh, that game as it was happening because I, I was flipping through games and I was able to, to, to catch that and watch it live. They didn't go back to it to show, like, there are no highlights of, like, in time because the mm-hmm. game kept going of what could have happened. There's mm-hmm. There was no explanation. It was like, that's a brilliant goal. Oh, it's been taken away. Mm-hmm. What happened? The game's over. What? what? So I I mean I don't know. I I I still stand by they were robbed. Right. I I I think Dynamo Kiev should have 3 points and at least be tied with Bayern. Mm-hmm. But you know it's I can't go back and change it. I can't go back and ask people what's done is done. Greg I, th- I think I think like the the rest of the world watching that game. I think we need to move on. Uh, I think I we, think we need to move on. I think we need to move on. So let, let's let's go to Group F. Another surprising group. Yes. Um, lot lots to unpack here. We have uh, young boys, Villarreal, Atalanta, and Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Let's le- let's lead off with with the game, uh, the surprising game. Young boys defeating Manchester United two to one off of. Uh, I feel bad for Jesse Lingard, man. Yes, I I, I feel so bad for him. Yes. I I have, and and he kind of redeemed himself in 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 Man U fans' eyes this weekend, scoring the game winning goal. But man, he, it, I mean. It's like you say, you know, like soccer is like it's about the mistakes. It's about the mistakes you make and about the decisions you make. He made a poor decision on a pass back, thought a defender was going to be there. Mm -hmm. Two young boys were there. Uh, The American Jordan Sibichu 
took it, put it past uh, De Gea for young boys to win in stoppage time. Great game. I mean, I, the, and this was one Greg and I were very wrong about. Yes. Um, <laughs> but again, uh, kind of like what, what we talked about in the lead up to the show, what is this Man United team? Yes. Like what uh, is, is this going to be shades of what happened last year where they mm. came in, you know, they at least should have gotten second in that group yeah, and didn't and got sent to Europa's. This is a group that they should by all means run away with mm-hmm. on paper. They should run away. I think Atalanta is better than the result that they ended up getting that we'll talk about in a second. Right. But Man United is at the bottom of this group. Yep. They are at the bottom of this group. And it's it, it can Ali just not coach in, in, in these kind of tournaments? Like what what is happening? Because you you kind of also saw them melt down at the end of the Europa as well. Yeah. They 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 should have won they should have won the Europa mm-hmm. and they didn't. And I think it's that melting down factor that really took this game, um, took this game over. Because once they lost Juan Bissaka, which was pretty early, right? Um, and not to say that straight Davis red was, yeah, straight you know, red. Um, so I have a few thoughts on that. Uh, it was a dangerous play, but Juan Bissaka is one of the taller players that we have. Needless to say, these players are being paid a lot of money to protect themselves and others, um, and that overstretching of the foot. You saw him roll that ankle. That ankle got rolled, right? Yeah. Um, that could have broken so, his ankle. 100%. 100%. This could seriously damage that player. The, the, the referee on this game was pretty strict. I saw a lot of cards flying in this game. Um, so no surprise to me. He set the tone early. Um, just didn't expect it to be a straight red, you know, but because, because there was no real contact to the ball, it was all on the ankle. Um, you know, unfortunate for Juan Bissaka. Unfortunate for, for, um, unfortunate for, for the players on the field because they, they had the lead. They had the lead up, on, up until this point. Um, and Young Boys was just able to capitalize on the next two goals to put Manu down. So what does Manu have to do from now? They, the young boys was the team that you would have put on the calendar as three points, three points. That was six points in the bag. Should have taken that to the bank. Now they have to go up against a, a less convincing win over Villarreal. And an even more 50-50 game against Atalanta. Because Atalanta, Atalanta is no pushover. Um, and it seems that Villarreal and, and Atalanta were pretty much evened out this, this past week. So it was, it was a great game. They, uh, as Greg said, it's a 2 2 tie. A um, lot of trading back and forth. Atalanta scored first, Villarreal responded, then Villarreal scored, and then Atalanta responded. Villarreal had 14 shots, Atalanta had 13. Atlanta, 53% of possession. I mean, both, both of these teams were, I mean, it was, it was a very even game. Um, but either of these teams honestly could have walked away with this, uh, the, the three points. Uh, they might regret it later, especially if Manu does decide to wake up and show up against one of these teams. 
Uh, But right now, you know, Young Boys has the advantage. Mm -hmm. So moving on, let's go on to Group G, Tyler. Group G, pretty... I don't don't think we need to spend much time on Group G. Uh, Other than the the crazy amount of PKs that were in uh, the sevilla (laughs) Salzburg game. There were four in the first half. Mm -hmm. Three for Salzburg, one for Sevilla. Salzburg only scored on one of them. (laughs) One was a flat-out miss. One was a beautiful stop by the Sevilla keeper. Mm -hmm. Salzburg should have three points. This very easily... (laughs) I think I was texting you during this game too. I was like, yes. this is kind of this is kind of nuts that <laughs> <laughs> like as as much as you know the the comment was what is going on about that uh, at the end of the uh, Dynamo Kiev game, mm. this was more like what is going on with all these penalties? Like it was yeah. just like what am I watching here? Yeah. Uh two two very uh I mean, you could say undisciplined teams. Uh, Sevilla is going to be without one of their uh, stars uh, in Nasseri. He got a uh, red card in this game for uh, for flopping uh, for simulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, was yep. his second was his second yellow, which is uh, you know, it's why football sometimes gets a bad name. Um, R- Ronaldo is very famous for doing it as well, but uh, as, as well as Neymar. But uh, the, the, this is one of those games where it did get called. It was absolute simulation, and he got tossed for it, mm. uh, which is going to be a big blow to Sevilla um, going against. Uh, uh, they're going against Wolfsburg, mm. uh, who will also be without John Brooks, uh, got mm. a red card in his game. Um you know, we we kind of we Greg said we don't really need to talk about this this group. It was all ties. It was one all one ties. Sevilla Salzburg, uh, Lille and Wolfsburg was zero zero. Uh, as much as we kind of set this group up to be exciting, it's kind of a unfortunate Down. set of results uh, out of this group. <laughs> uh, it's still anybody's game. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm still I'm still excited to see who comes out of this. Just maybe less so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, disappointing re-entry into the Champions League for, for Wolfsburg for me. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Moving on. We well, I, have... I, I will say Lille, Lille, as disappointing as they are in the uh, uh, French Domestic League uh, this year after winning it last year, they probably could have won this game one to maybe two nothing. They did have a goal uh, called back uh, in this one as well. So... Uh, mm. Lille has shown a little more spark than some of these other teams that are in there, but I mean, it could have just been for, for this game. Maybe they'll look like the team that's shown up in their domestic league and, and not won a game uh, over there in, in their next couple matches. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? All right, moving on, we have Group H with Juventus, Chelsea, Zenit, and Malmo playing in this in this group so it's malmo versus juventus juventus winning this one comprehensively three to nothing tyler give me your thoughts they uh poor momo they got they got uh they, they got they, they they got manhandled by a uh, juventus team that with something to prove um mm-hmm. juventus does lead this group by merit of a uh, goal differential right now 
Um, but they they definitely look like uh, they were a team ready to prove that they had moved on from Ronaldo and uh, with uh, Dybala scoring a goal, looking great. Morata mm-hmm. um, scoring a goal, looking great. Can't really say the same about Chelsea. They did win one nothing, but uh, it was on a late later in the game goal by a new Lukaku. acquisition, Lukaku, uh, who's been looking great for them. I think he scored in every single game except this past weekend against Tottenham. Yeah, uh, didn't seem to matter. Chelsea still won that game three nothing. I'm a little bitter about it, but um, yeah, no Chelsea again. You know, we we put them down for all their points in their group. We'll have to see what happens when they play this uh, Juventus team. Ju- Juventus look good. I, I I actually was kind of impressed by them. That that's really uh, my my takeaway from this is that maybe Juventus is g- gonna be a little bit more competitive than we thought that they were. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think that Juventus Juventus has an opportunity to do a lot of good work. I think that this is a group. You know, we see this every year where you have two clear-cut teams that are going through. I think this is uh, Juventus-Chelsea kind of going through on this. Senate did show some fight against against Chelsea, but again, this is the first game. And we've seen this with all of the premier teams, the teams that we expect to go through, kind of playing it a little bit easy here at the beginning of the season. Um, so there's, there's more to come, guys. There's more to come. And to prove that there's more to come, um, Tyler, what are the next set of games? Next set of games that we have going on. So next set of games, Tuesday, September the 28th. Coming up next week, we have Ajax versus Besiktas, Shakhtar versus Inter, AC Milan versus Atletico Madrid, uh, Dortmund versus Sporting, Porto versus Liverpool. The matchup, PSG versus Man City, mm-hmm. and then Leipzig versus Brugge. Um, we're, we're, we're starting to get some of those matchups we were kind of salivating about when we, uh, when we heard these groups announced, you know, we, we talked last week about how we wanted to watch some of these teams, um, that we, that we didn't really know a lot about, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I think I actually, I mean, that, that Ajax Besiktas game is probably one that I'm definitely going to watch, but I think a team that I, I want to learn a little bit more about, and this is going to sound weird when I tell you who it is. It's PSG. I mm-hmm. want to see what PSG does at home against Man City, not just because of the matchup, but because who is this PSG team? Which are these stars going to show up? Is Mbappe going to play? Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll get to see Man City away from home in the French capital. It's, I mean, again, yes, it is the matchup of Tuesday, just name-wise. But, but, oh, we also have, uh, sorry, I missed one. Uh, We also have Real Madrid versus Sheriff, where where Sheriff will get a good test against Real Madrid, and Mm -hmm. Real Madrid will get a good test against Sheriff. We'll see if Real Madrid has learned to stop sleeping on teams in the Champions League, and we'll see if Sheriff is actually the real deal as they have to go in to uh is uh real madrid camp new no um that's that's Barca, right yeah the Bernabeu. yeah uh real madrid defending their home against upstart sheriff mm-hmm. sorry i i can't believe i put real madrid at your, <laughs> at your team's home uh, 
that oh, that dude. was all that was in my head i was like i don't think this is right but i'm gonna say it anyway and look like a fool on on our podcast um that's fine the there's one, so, so many leagues so many places to go so that's that is the exciting tuesday on to wednesday at atlanta versus young boys uh zenit versus malmo the german giants versus uh probably a very bitter dynamo kiev Benfica versus Barcelona, Lille versus Salzburg, Juventus versus Chelsea, rematch of the Europa final, Man mm-hmm. U versus Villarreal, and then Wolfsburg <laughs> versus Sevilla. Again, I, I mean, I'm excited for that Atalanta Young Boys game. I'm happy that's in the early block of games uh, so that I'll, you know, actually be able to watch that one because I'm much more interested in that than I am in the Zenit Momo game. Uh, that that'll be interesting just to see which of those teams could try to get some points off in the other, you know, Oh, I actually have a correction from, from, from our last podcast. We Ooh. said Zenit got zero points last year in the, uh, champions league. They got I said, one. I said, they I, got thought, one. I thought that they got zero points. It was, it was uneventful from them. It, it was one. Sorry, Zenit <laughs> fans. Um, <laughs> Um, well, but we'll see which one of them gets points. Um, I mean, your boys got to do something against Benfica. Yeah, uh, the, they they got to take points there. Uh, but Juventus, Chelsea. I mean, we'll. I, I think we'll whoever wins that game because it's in uh, it's in Italy. Chelsea has the travel. I think whoever wins this one will come out. T- I think they're both moving on, like you said. But I think yeah this will determine who comes out on top or not. And then uh, Man U can uh, try to rectify what happened uh, last year. But, uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of good games. I mean, I know it's only week two. Mm -hmm. Nothing is decided for for any of these days, for any of these teams. Uh, But there are some teams that uh, have some work to do, have some work ahead of them. And if they if some of these upstart uh, small teams uh, want to hang around and uh, throw a wrench in things, they're at least going to have to get some draws in here. Yes. As they show that, show that they can uh, play with the big boys. Yes. A lot of, a lot of big boy play going on in, uh, in the champions league, this go around. I I think I agree with you, Tyler. I think that, you know, real Madrid sheriff is probably going to be my game of the day on the 28th. And then my game of the day on the 29th is obviously that uh, that Benfica Barca. Barca needs to show me who they are this this uh this go round. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. They they lost identity without uh, Lionel Messi. So we'll see what happens. But guys, what like next week seems like well the, this the upcoming games seem like they're going to be quite interesting. I hope that you're watching. I know Tyler will be watching. Tyler, are you home to watch these two? So Tyler will be home watching these two. We love having you on. Love having you here to join us on the podcast. Tyler, any final notes to the fans out there? Stoppage time. Uh, like the like the fans uh, being back in the stadiums. Uh, it's great to great to uh, be back. Great to have you back. Uh, great to be talking about football. Uh, it's definitely added some energy to to these games that uh, I think was lacking, and it's it's shown in some of these scores too. Uh, I think with the fans being there, some of these teams are ready to uh, to show out. And uh, yeah, let's uh, 
let's just have a great uh, round two of games. And uh, Greg, you can blow that whistle anytime you want. And this has been <laughs> stoppage time.